When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Tell me this. Are you saving any money at this present moment in time? Is it worth saving? I described him earlier as the money magician and he is on the line business expert and economic forecaster, Jimmy DeLarge. Jimmy, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Jimmy, is it worth saving money at this point in time when the interest rates are so incredibly low and the premium bond prices are even being cut back? Actually, uh, it's a very reasonable and sensible question and the answer is no, it's not worth saving uh, for the most part unless you've got uh, an account which is paying um, a particularly wonderful rate that I'm not aware of but essentially, um, you're probably getting um, in and around something like 1.3% and inflation um, is uh, 1.8%. So, in other words, um, the value of your savings are going down. That, so, um, that's, that's worrying, isn't it? Because over, if that continued for, say, 10 years, the, your, your nest egg becomes relatively small in, the, in, in and around the nest. Yeah, in real terms, it, it buys less. Um, so, you, you know, you, you, you're losing um, in terms of um, your ability to sort of store up value for the future. So, I mean, a lot of people, um, you know, will be, will be you know, and, and actually, um, depending on whether they rely on their savings to, to, to sort of top up their income, they, they will be very... Um, despondent uh, and the bad news is that this is set to continue in other words we're going to have very low interest rates um, uh, probably well into the future so uh, and you, you know you might I suppose ask why um, the the government is reducing the return on 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 things like um, the premium bonds and whatever uh, and I suppose the answer to that is that um, the government essentially is, and this is the, probably the wee technical bit, and we'll, we'll maybe get past it. But look, the government is borrowing from us when, when you when you uh, uh, save with the government through national savings, you know, it's borrowing from you. But it doesn't just it doesn't just borrow from you in that way. It borrows from other people, um, and it borrows in the gilt market, and the. The, the, the yield on gilts, the return, the interest rate, if you like, on gilts has been going down and down and down. Um, and why? Because people really want to get gilts because they're a very safe form of investment. So um, what it's doing is it's evening up what it pays, um, I suppose, to, let's say, pension funds who might buy the gilts and what it's 
paying to you uh, who might be saving through the, um, the the premium bond. So that's in, in a nutshell why it's doing it. It, it, it. it might not have to do that. I mean, it could it could uh, give a juicier rate to to people who want to save. Uh, you know, in a small way, uh, as opposed to those who the big time savers, if you like the the pension funds. But in reality, it has to even out. Uh, you know, it's sort of sensible finance economics that it evens out what it pays as a return. And in fact, we're suffering because of the popularity of um, of these um, these gilts. And you might then ask, well, why are people buying these gilts when they're uh, when, when you know, they're getting such a miserable uh, return. And the fact is, like, if you're a pension fund, that's what you have to get your hands on. And it may be that just people are getting more and more um, nervous, more and more risk-averse in this world, and they want to get their hands on what they, they would term as safe assets. And really, you know, um, a guilt, a government bond is incredibly safe. You're going to get your money back. You know, you just absolutely are. And so people are buying them, even though the return is absolutely miserable on them. Um, and as I say, that miserable return then is reflected in that miserable return that the government is offering to, to other people uh, who are borrowing in a different way from them. So is there any way that people can oh, get... Sorry, sorry. Uh, yes, or le- sorry, I should have said yeah. lending to them effectively. Lending to them, yes. Is, is, there, is, there, is there any way that people can get a better return than the very small percentage, 1.3 or whatever it is at this moment in time. Yeah, can, 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 can you lock your money away longer term and get like 2.5% somewhere? Well, you, you, you can lock your, your money away. And that's a, what we've been talking about is in and around, um, you know, when we move on to, because of course, what, the, what happens is the banks take their cue from uh, the government. And so their rates are tending to match uh, the rates that the, the government's offering. Um, and uh, what we're talking about is easy access rates. So, yes, if you can find, um, you, you may be able to find some form of um, account which, if you lock your money away for a, a fair length of time, you get a slightly better rate. But even there, you know, I think that the the, 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 the interest rates you'll, you'll, you'll chance across will be fairly, fairly uh, low. I mean, I, do, I, I simply haven't been able to review them because obviously these, are, these will depend on how long you're uh, locking up your money for or prepared to lock up your money. But I would suspect that you, you'll not get anything that will you know, make you throw your hat in the air. It's, it's just we're into a low interest rate environment and we have been. Um, and uh, as I say, as far as I can see, um, you know, surveying the, the sort of what's out there, the, the reports, uh, the sort of those uh, looking at the documents that those people produce who really know this sort of subject inside out. And they're saying that this is set to continue. And I suppose then if you're standing back and, give, and again, it's, it's probably the last part of the, the technical side, why are interest rates so low and why have they, you know, why are they expected to be so low? And, and one analyst I was just reading there, it says it's, the interest rates are linked essentially to economic growth. And as everybody knows, economic growth is very, very anemic. 
Um, I mean, the Northern Ireland economy, and probably in the last seven years, is growing in real terms about one percent a year. I mean, this is just miserable. These are miserable rates of growth, and they're not. They're not. Uh, they're, 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 they're not exactly paralleled across the world. But you know, there are. The, the, generally speaking, economic growth is very poor. So it all sort of, you know, hangs together. Um, poor economic growth, very low economic growth, very low interest rates, and also, of course, very low inflation. Although it, it, I think it jumped up there, uh, um, just just there was evidence of it jumping up, but I think it's expected to come back down. It's a, they, they aim to have its, uh, inflation around about two percent. In fact, it's, it's now I think at um, 1.8 percent. Um, CPI is is at 1.8 percent. So so everything is. Is is disappointingly very very modest, and more worryingly, more concerningly, no one that I'm seeing is suggesting that things are about to change anytime soon. I suppose if there was a massive, um, you know, expansion of economies, that would set off inflation. That then would mean they'd push up interest rates, and uh, things would return to I suppose what we would have thought of being this the status quo, but that doesn't seem terribly likely, and certainly I don't see anybody forecasting it. Good news, however, for first-time buyers and people who are trying to borrow money to get on the property ladder. Well, indeed, uh, indeed. Um, um, uh, although at the same time, um, I was just noticing the, the, the house price index for Northern Ireland come out there very recently, and um, house prices are not really increasing by a huge amount. Um, I think the figure here in the last quarter, that would be the last quarter of, of uh, 2019, the house price index uh, in Northern Ireland increased by 0.2%. I mean, like, that's nothing. Um, so if you had 100 the- grand, Jim, if you had 100 grand in cash and it's in the mattress, because it's, it might as well be in the mattress as be in a current account or in a bank account. So if you had 100 grand in cash, you wouldn't put it into bricks and mortar. Well, I'm not saying that because uh, um, what I'm going to go on to say is that over the year, it, um, the house price index increased by uh, 2.5%, which is marginally above inflation. Uh, but I, I, I think that, that the decision to buy a house should not be based around, you know, that it is an asset, that it is an investment. Yeah, but you if know, you're renting the house... well. Uh, you know, renting and buying, you you want to look at, um, of course... What, I mean renting what, it to someone. I mean, Or to, renting it to someone. Yeah. Well, you know, um, the the point is that, that um, when people were buying houses and, and that was thought the way to make a, a shed load of money, they, they, they were really not necessarily making a, a, a large amount on the on, um, on terms of, of of the rent, because they were having to pay out a fair amount uh, for the mortgage, because house prices were quite high, and you know they're they're not dead cheap at the moment. So you have got, obviously got you get the rent in, and then you have to cover the mortgage, and of course they've tightened up all the the uh, a lot of issues around that, and they'll test whether you've gotten enough money in to cover that, and they'll they'll check. So you have to go through more rigorous checks um, and to 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 see if you'll get the mortgage in the first place, but. What people were relying on really was not massive rents, but the fact that the house prices were going up year on year solidly, bricks and mortar, you can't go wrong. Well, with 
fairly low rates of increase in house prices, then you're really simply relying, um, I mean, you're sort of at 2.5%. You're basically marking time, you know, you're, you're just marginally ahead of the game. What you're relying on is uh, the rent uh, being sufficient to cover, the, to cover the, the mortgage. And then you have to be concerned about the fact that you have to pay to fix it up. And, and uh, you know, it, it's, not, it's not a winner. So, so the buy-to-let market is not a winner anymore. But on the other hand, if you want to buy a house, they are reason they are fairly reasonably priced these days. Um, the problem is, of course, that your income uh, almost certainly, um, if you're a young person, is not increasing by a huge amount, and and so you, you've got this um, you've got this dilemma where yes, house prices look reasonable priced, and mortgages look reasonable because interest rates that we've just been talking about are fairly low. So all that looks pretty good but at the same time uh, you've got um, you've got this very limited increase in, in pay which people are suffering from in Northern Ireland and indeed across the UK and so you, you have the problem with if something there was some sort of shock you know you entered a period of unemployment you know you can't rely on having a load of savings put away to cover you over the bad patch so you have that level of uncertainty but given if you're in a, in a, in a reasonably um, let's say you were in a sort of solid enough job or you were, had the skills you were saying computers and you knew you, if you lost your job you'd get another one fairly quick, quickly then yes you'd have to think that a house uh, now is a, is, a, is a reasonable option is a reasonable bet and, and you know it's yours to do I mean I think the thing about a house is it's yours to do what you want you know so you don't have to ask the landlord you know do you mind if I put up something here do you mind if I change do you mind if I do a wee alteration um, but so, so from that point of view of it being something that you, you know, is yours to do whatever you want with it, I, I think a house, uh, house purchase is a, is a very sensible thing for people who have, who have some level of certainty in, in their income going forward. Oh, I hate that term going forward. Oh, so do I, so do I. But as, <laughs> we will leave it there. We will leave it there. Uh, Jamie, thank you. It is one of these uh, terms of the modern age going forward. Uh, Jamie DeLarge giving you... I don't think uh, much hope as far as your few quid is concerned because it's actually going down in value if you have it in the bank. That's a sad reality for anyone who's worked hard to save a few pounds. Uh, Jamie, thank you thank you very much indeed. I want to speak to Dr Gillian Johnson from the Public Health Agency. Dr Johnson, good morning. Good morning. Uh, the rise of mumps, we've been talking about this for a couple of days. Uh, is, it, is it a serious worry at this present moment? Yes, well, thanks very much. Um, as you mentioned, we have seen a rise um, in mumps, and that's been seen across the United Kingdom and Northern Ireland, no different. So last year, 2019, we saw just over 500 cases, which um, it compares to 2018, where we saw less than 70. This has been driven mostly by our 15 to 24-year-old age group, and to a certain extent, we see that every two to three years. But in addition, this year, um, because our current young adults are uh, were born in the late 90s, early 2000s, there's a, a proportion that maybe missed their opportunity to receive the one and two doses of MMR as, ch- as a child. And that's because so p- parents were, were scared about the, the news headlines at that time? Well, yes, at that time, um, there were uh, concerns about that. Uh, but... 
um, you know, since then we have had very good uptake of MMR in our children and our uh, parents um, have made a very positive decision to, to receive the MMR vaccine, um, which we know is a very safe and effective vaccine and prevents against mumps as well as measles and rubella. And any young person who hasn't had their first or second dose of it, is it too late now to get it? No, and in fact, it's it's never too late. And what we would encourage everybody is to make sure that they've had two doses of MMR. If they're not sure, speak to their GP. It'll be on their record. Um, and if they've had less than two doses, then it's not too late to receive it. Particularly um, those who might be going to college or university or going travelling to other countries. And how worried should we be as a society? At the moment, we're heart scared of coronavirus. Should we be worried about this massive increase in mumps or not? Well, I think to to an extent, we see fluctuations of um, in the numbers every two or three years. Um, and we know that the cases this year um, are, are in there, are younger people, many of whom have had um, vaccine already and only are getting a milder form. But if we can encourage all the population to ensure that they've had two doses of MMR, then we can reduce that risk even further so that we don't see these increases of activity every, every two or three years. Okay, Dr. Johnson, thank you very much. Dr. Gillian Johnson from the Public Health Agency. The symptoms, by the way, a painful swelling of the glands at the side of the face, headache, fever, joint pain, feeling tired, loss of appetite. Uh, you, 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 know, you, you will recover, but it can be a very unpleasant experience. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.